This is Family Life Today with your host, the Executive Director of Family Life, Dennis Rainey. I'm Bob Lapine. Today on the broadcast, Barbara Rainey joins us to talk about what happens when a man loves a woman. Stay with us for Family Life Today. And welcome to Family Life Today. Thanks for joining us on the broadcast. And if you were not here with us yesterday... You're in big trouble for what you are. <laughs> if you're a man, particularly. That's right. I took notes on yesterday's broadcast, and mm-hmm. I've got my pencil ready today uh, because we're learning how a woman thinks. views romance. <laughs> we're learning how a woman thinks. <laughs> That's right. And, and women think differently. That's not wrong. They nope. think differently than men, don't they? They do. And... Uh, well, we've got someone in the studio who uh, is definitely a woman. She is a great woman. She is my wife. And uh, it's really fun to have Barbara back with us on the broadcast again today. Yeah, Barbara, welcome back to the broadcast. Thanks. Glad to be here. You know, yesterday, and I've been thinking about this all night. I, I went home and just kind of mulled on this. It's a little frustrating to know that once I have an idea of uh, how my wife views romance, she's going to change the rules on me. That was one of the lessons <laughs> out of yesterday's broadcast. And, and to be aware that... Um, romance is going to get progressively harder as we continue in marriage. It was easy in courtship, but it gets progressively harder as we're married. Is that right? Absolutely. Well, that's lousy. (laughs) Well, (laughs) you think about what's God up to here. He is trying to rid us of selfishness. And if we could, we would kick it in neutral and just coast all the way in to year 50 of the marriage. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't have to work at it. It'd just be like jumping off the edge of a cliff. We would romantically fall into each other's arms and hopelessly under the control of romance like gravity mm-hmm. and uh, not have to really work at knowing and loving and caring for and meeting the needs of the other person. And I think that's why God created marriage. He created it to be redemptive. He, mm-hmm. he wants me to give up my life for my wife. Exactly. And that's mm-hmm. why romance uh, becomes really elusive in a marriage where a man is threatening to leave or a man is sending all kinds of signals that he's not committed. Mm-hmm. And he's putting fear in the marriage, not casting it out. First mm-hmm. John chapter 4 talks about perfect love casting out all fear. And that's a man's assignment. And a lot of men want their wives to fall in a puddle at their feet in romantic love and a swoon, but they're not willing to give up their hobbies, their interests, their selfish desires for their wives. Now, how do I know that? Because I'm a man (laughs) and because I've done that. And see, I was thinking when you talked about it being redemptive, I was thinking that as you were saying that. And that ultimately is what is going to uh, draw a wife to her husband because when she sees him loving her unconditionally, seeking to understand her and know her, 
uh, and um, be involved in her life and help her and all of those things, um, then she is going to respond to him. And as she sees him giving up himself and, and denying himself and getting rid of his, his bad habits uh, or putting away his hobbies or whatever for her, those kinds of things are redemptive. And so I, I think that in the long haul of things, as we see marriage as being a redemptive relationship, that is the hope of responding to one another. That is the hope of having romance, is growing together in Christ, uh, denying yourselves for each other. And especially for a husband, as the, as the head of the home and the head of his wife, as he will deny himself for her, as he will love her, as he will sacrifice for her, as he will seek to understand her, why she is the way she is, and accept her for that, not condemn her for it, and not seek to understand her so he can get her to change, so he can be happy with her, but all in uh, pursuit of loving her, then she will respond to that ultimately. Again, it has to be for the purpose, though, that God intended, and that is to love her as Christ loved the church. With, with no response in return. That's right, with no strings attached. In other words, he can't say, I'm going to do this, and then she's going to respond and then I'll get what I want because that defeats the purpose of sacrificial love because then it's not yeah and, it's not self-sacrificing. And that's the, that's the difficulty for a man because a man uh, usually sets goals and he mm-hmm. is he is after something and with romance it may be the sexual dimension of the marriage relationship right. that he's in pursuit of his his wife on and that's why as you approach this. The subject of romance and learning how to speak it as a man to your wife, uh, you've got to understand that you you deny your agenda uh, and let the goal be solely that she would feel loved, that she would know she is valued, cared for, and cherished, and that she is seeing you nourish her, just as Ephesians 5 talks about. But, but here's the rub in that, because a man is thinking to himself, the way I'll know that, the way I'll know that mm-hmm. that she's been loved, right, is she'll respond, right. So if she's not responding, then the message is, I haven't done a good job loving her. I haven't done a good job, and and we've had that conversation. And you've said that to me, I have many times. I must not be loving you right, and it's not just because I'm not responding sexually or in a particular way, but you're sensing from me a lack of response toward you. And it's because of areas in my life that you didn't understand or that you didn't know about me or that I was unable to trust at a particular phase. And, and so we've talked those things through. And I think good, solid marriage relationships need to take the risk of talking those things through. And I needed to hear you say that, and you needed to hear back from me why I was not feeling loved, why I was not feeling like I could respond. And those kinds of conversations are not easy to have. I mean, they have been difficult conversations that we've had through the years. Mm -hmm. But because of our commitment to making this thing work and to making it be all that God intended it to be, we have had some of those really tough conversations. And they've not been fun, but in in the long run, as we've had them and had them again and had them again, they have ultimately been productive in bringing understanding to each of us, but particularly to Dennis in understanding me and in better how to love me. You know, as you were talking, there, there were really two things that uh, I was thinking about. Number one, the process that we have been through of 22 years of dialogue, mm-hmm. and I mean at points, fierce dialogue. Mm-hmm. I right. mean 
heated dialogue. And, and then the second, the second thing uh, is what we're talking about here has come out of something that is most fundamental, and that is a commitment, a bedrock, granite solid that is immovable. That's right. No escape clauses, no escape hatches, and no, no way threats. out. And no threats. Mm-hmm. Never a threat. This freedom of discussion has come about as a result of two people who are committed. Mm -hmm. Committed, first of all, to Jesus Christ because without the fear of the Lord and a commitment to him and setting ourselves apart unto him first, deciding he will be our Lord and Savior of our lives, our master, our redeemer, he sets the agenda. It It is him that must be obeyed above all else. That settles it. But there have been some evenings that lasted long into the night and some mornings that came early as a result of the dialogue. But when we got up in the morning and we looked at each other, there was no thought of going anywhere. Mm -hmm. It was two people deeply committed to Christ, and that commitment was mirrored in our commitment to one another. Yeah, those are the the late nights or the early mornings. I'll look at Marianne and I'll say, you are not my enemy. And she'll (laughs) say, you are not my enemy. And we'll keep That's going. Right. Uh-huh. We'll keep right. after. And I think a lot of a lot of young couples who are listening to our broadcast today and who go through life, they think they're they're entering into real war at these points. And yeah, it's it's rugged. It's you're mm-hmm. climbing some craggy cliffs at this point. But you know what? That's a part of our relationship. I mean, if it was easy and there were no rocky points, I guess I would have to say, mm, I think I may fear for you a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you not had anything hard to work through? I mean, I, I really fear for the couple who say they haven't ever argued, who, who haven't really differed, who haven't really had to hammer some of these, these uh, misunderstandings out because it's in those discussions that you realize how different you are from one another and what a gift God has given you in your spouse. I, I can imagine that there are women who listen to this discussion and they're going, yes, you know, somebody understands what it's like to be a woman. Somebody understands what women want romantically in marriage. And men listen to it and they go, this is much harder work than I ever thought it would That's be. That's right. That's right. You, you go back and you look at the first year of marriage. And uh, the first year of marriage is like falling off that cliff. You just kind of fall into each other's arms, and you can't, you can't stay away from each other. You just you fall helplessly under the control of gravity, <laughs> romance. <laughs> and you get married, and all of a sudden you, you realize it's not as easy to create that over and over and over again. And, and then you have children, and you find out it's very difficult. And then you have health problems, and then there's job issues, and then there are emotional issues. And there are extended family issues, and life becomes cluttered and crowded. And complicated. That's right. Where the Lord himself is at work in your life, whittling away. And at that point, it's where the commitment has to kick in, and two people must say to one another, I love you. I'm committed. We're going for it. Because Mm -hmm. in the end, um, they are going to have a real relationship with a real person who knows them. And, and I've said this to Barbara, even in the middle of some of our heated discussions over the past uh, 22 years, I would rather have the discussion and have the, uh, uh, the understanding in one another's lives than to go through life denying 
that I'm disappointed or denying that we have a disagreement or denying that I've got feelings uh, and as a man, stuff it and have her think she's winning. Mm-hmm. And you've got to get some of those things out. But that is risky feeling because that means the other person has to hear this <laughs> and must hear it without feeling threatened or like they are being attacked or like the commitment is falling into question. And that's a real challenge to let somebody know that you're upset in the middle of the moment, but still let them know, you know what? I'm not going anywhere. I love you. I'm committed to you, but we got to talk this thing out. And this is where I'd give the man side of things a bit toward a woman as a man has tried to love his wife and he's missed it. And a woman needs to understand at those points, he may be feeling like a failure as a man. He may, mm-hmm. be, may have done the best he knows how to do. And he's got to be coached. And, and the time to coach him is not right after he fails, because mm-hmm. at that point he's probably feeling like a failure already anyway. But write him a letter, somehow communicate to him, but let him know how can he win you. And then realize you're going to probably have to rewrite that letter again yeah. <laughs> in two or three years after he moves it to an mm-hmm. A plus B equals C. Mm-hmm. Well, and let him know that you appreciate him trying. I mean, even that is worth a lot, because I think a woman who who understands that her husband is trying to love her and is trying to understand her. Uh, she needs to let him know that she appreciates that and and that she values that. Do you love Dennis more today than you did 22 years oh, ago? Oh, gosh, yes. <laughs> okay, I wouldn't go back to that first year of marriage. Oh, man. Well, now, wait, with that said, how come it doesn't feel like it? I mean, back 22 years ago when all of the feelings were there, it was gravity falling off a cliff. How come if you love him so much more 22 years later... It doesn't feel like it did then. Well, I think because because I know him more, and I know what what his love means. I mean, I know what it's cost him. I mean, it's cost him a lot to love me, and he has uh, denied himself a lot. He has uh, given a lot. He's done a lot. He's prayed a lot. He's tried a lot. <laughs> he's failed a lot, and I know that it's not cheap. Do you think there will come a time in the future when it will feel more like it did at the beginning? I suppose that there's the potential for that just because uh, circumstantially as the kids are gone and there are less pressures with children and and the things that right now are making life stressful for me and we have uh, more opportunity to spend one-on-one time together, I suppose that 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 there's the potential for that, but I, you know. Do you think it will? Do you think as the years go on, some of that early romantic feeling will reemerge? I think that uh, we have probably gone through one of the toughest periods or seasons of our marriage. We had six kids in 10 years. I think those years are among the most challenging. Mm-hmm. Now, we've just gone through another season where we had four teenagers at one time. That's another season incredibly challenging, maybe even more so than the six kids in 10 years because there were some health issues occurring in that period as well that were, that were making that especially challenging too. But I think little by little as the kids leave and as uh, Barbara's attention can come back again not solely to me, because her life has never revolved totally around me, but more towards me, I think there'll be more room for 
that to happen because there'll be more time for just the two of us in our relationship uh, uh, and being together. Mm-hmm. Because we can't we can't go together a lot of times right now on the plane because uh, she needs to stay here and be a part of uh, PTA or uh, ministry outreach that the kids are having uh, or be there to, just to take care of the kids. And, and it's the couples who during the time when the kids are growing who kind of move everything to the back shelf or let the the flame die out who reached that later time yeah and there's and, nothing there and that's why this this series on romance is so important because i don't think the christian community is talking enough about romance i mean it is important to a marriage now we've talked about how difficult it is to achieve mm-hmm. and it's elusive and it's it's hard and it's difficult and you can't be guaranteed of it now make it important <laughs> that almost sounds like a, a crazy maker but i think god wants us to have fire in our friendship with our spouse. And I think romance uh, is that fire that flows out of that commitment and that friendship. And uh, I think we've got to pursue one another because I think God put it within us both to long for it, to want it, and in the process of longing for that, for a man, I think it provides the motivation to pursue his wife. Mm-hmm. I think That's God right. gave it to him to do that so that he would pursue her. Otherwise, if a man did feel that, what would there be to drive a man toward his wife, toward giving up um, his agenda for her and his rights? And, and I would have to say, I don't know what the motivation would be other than just some Super, uh, yeah. super spiritual yeah, definition. Yeah, just to obey the command would be the only Just of love. And, you know, that, that just sounds bland. Who wants to experience that? Uh, Barbara and I have anything other than a boring marriage. Is there a lot of romance in our relationship? Yes. But is it the kind that Hollywood depicts on the screen? She's shaking her head no. <laughs> no, it's not. It's, it's not. It is, it is much deeper than that. I mean, that's mm-hmm. shallow. The relationship and the commitment and the knowing one another and growing closer and closer together, that's what defines the romance. And that's what it, com- that's what it blossoms out of is that relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, what we're talking about here is, is we're really talking about men understanding how a woman thinks, how she feels, and what she's all about. And... Um, Bob, we have, we have really put the cookies on the lower shelf in um, this collection that we're calling Simply Romantic for our listeners, haven't we? Yeah, I, I was in a bookstore the other day, and I came across some of these books that are written with romantic ideas. First of all, some of them don't have a biblical basis. That's and, right. And, and those that do, uh, they're fine. I mean, you can, you can get a book and you can look at romantic ideas, but then what do you do? Uh, what we've done with this uh, collection, Simply Romantic, is put a tool in the hands of couples where they can each month uh, have a, a romantic agenda, a, a game plan, something that uh, they can do in their marriage that is going to reignite the spark. Uh, we've surveyed couples from family life marriage conferences across the country. We've gotten the best ideas on how men view romance, how women view romance. We've included these on, on cards that couples will use each month so that they'll have ideas that they can begin to implement in their marriage. In addition, there's a, there's a booklet that you wrote, Dennis, that talks about the biblical basis 
Basis for Romance, Why It Needs to Be in Every Couple's Marriage. There's a cassette tape that has romantic music on it. It also has experts on the marriage relationship uh, talking about what they've done in their marriage to keep romance alive. Uh, The collection also has a questionnaire that couples will fill out that uh, will help them understand one another and their romantic interests better. It's really a terrific tool for couples to use to bring romance back into their marriage. And if you'd like to get a copy of it, we would love to get it out to you. We're really excited about what we're calling Simply Romantic. It's a great tool for couples. It's available exclusively from the Family Life Resource Center, and the cost is $19.95 plus $3 for shipping and handling. You know, um, I think if a couple gets this this collection and uses this with any degree of regularity in their marriage relationship, they're going to experience, I think, some, some fresh glow of the embers of romance in their relationship. And in fact, we'll give you your money back if this doesn't help you build a stronger marriage around Jesus Christ. Well, once again, if you're interested, you can write to us. Our address is Family Life Today, Box 8220. Little Rock, Arkansas. Our zip code is 72221. Our toll-free number, if you'd prefer to call us, is 1-800-F as in family, L as in life, and then the word today. And many of you have been calling this week wondering if this series of messages is available on cassette tape. It is. It's in a cassette album called Creating a More Romantic Marriage, and it includes 13 radio programs on six audio cassettes. The cost for the cassette album is $30 plus $5 for shipping and handling. You know, one of the struggles that wives face in uh, trying to stir romance is just getting their husbands to talk. And I love this little book you came across called Getting Your Husband to Talk. It's a book that a wife can use to, uh, well, here's one of the ideas in here. Maybe your husband doesn't warm up to conversation real easily. Shock him, it says. Now, this is not electric shock. Get your husband's attention. Although there's a lot of wives who probably considered that. (laughs) It says get his attention by uh, doing something that's an exaggeration or something that you know isn't true, something he'll be sure to react to. For example, you might say, you know, I think uh, the Colorado Rockies really have a good shot at winning the pennant, especially with their pitching staff, don't you think? Just see how your husband... So you could see these are just some practical ideas. You get this along with the Simply Romantic collection, and you've got a, a, a slam-dunk winner, right? You really do. The book, again, is called Getting Your Husband to Talk. Ask about it when you call us or write us here at Family Life Today. And finally, today is the absolute last day that you'll be able to call and save $30 as a couple on registration for one of our upcoming Family Life Marriage Conferences. Uh, if you would like to be a part of one of these weekends to remember this spring, call us today at 1-800-FL-TODAY. That's 1-800-F as in family, L as in life, and then the word today. And uh, tell the customer service representative that you want to save $30 on your registration. We'll get you all signed up for the conference. Once again, our address is Family Life Today, Box 8220, Little Rock, Arkansas. And our zip code is 72221. Well, have a great weekend. Be back with us on Monday because Barbara's going to join us again. And we're going through Dennis Rainey's top 10 list 
of romantic ideas, right? The that's top ten the, most romantic ideas that's right. in America. Are we going to give any of them today <laughs> no, just to tease them? No, no, no. They've got to tune in Monday. This is information that you got from uh, research that we that's did. That's right. We surveyed over uh, over 800 couples. So this is the best of the best, Bob. Well, doing my best Casey Kasem impression, we won't quit till we get all the way to number one. Who that's, is Casey Kasem? Oh, come on. You remember American Talk 40, don't you? Huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's on Monday's edition of Family Life Today. Join us for that. Our engineer is Mark Whitlock, our host, Dennis Rainey. Do you have these out-of-body experiences often? I'm Casey Kasem. We'll see you Monday on Family Life Today. Today is a production of Family Life of Little Rock, Arkansas, a ministry of Campus Crusade for Christ.